0: everybody, And welcome to another episode of the Game T podcast. My name is JP. I'm Zach. And I'm Zar. All right, boys. We are now two weeks into the console release date of the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5. Are you still jealous? Still very jealous. <laughs> yeah. Zach, you're still meh. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of nice. Watching all of these issues that we talked about last week happen now, because that means that when the three of us do end up getting these consoles, hopefully the problems will be fixed. I don't know.
1: Yeah, hopefully. I mean, that's what you would expect. Um, that's usually why I don't get consoles right when they launch is because there are those immediate bugs that need fixed and worked out and that's when i get the consoles when they're all
0: fixed yeah it's definitely not because you're broken nobody likes you it's for maintenance (laughs) yeah it's
1: definitely not that
0: (laughs) 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 oh good lord all right not a very long episode today the uh launches of these consoles and everything crazy going on has still been stifling the news just a tad but that being said there's always a couple
2: good things to talk about zach what are we doing today? Well today we're going to talk about demon souls. Gonna talk about Switch Doom and then Nintendo being a dick. <laughs> well <laughs>
0: it says Nintendic on the on the uh, itinerary. I was hoping he would say Nintendic. 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 <laughs> ah he said it. He said the thing. Ah I can edit it ah. now. Ah. All right. Well let's just start from the top. Um, is it me? It's you, JP. You're you're the demon soul guy, JP. Not yet I'm not, but I am very excited about the prospects of this game. So, in the first article, we are going to be talking about some demon souls, a par- I guess you could call it an Easter egg that's kind of been cracked by the community. This article is coming to us from twistedvoxel.com. I don't see, uh, I don't see a writer or, oh, here he is, Salal Awan. Thanks Salal, okay. Demon's Souls Remake has hidden a secret from Bluepoint Games, which has been unlocked now thanks to some fans who figured out a solution. When Demon's Souls Remake launched from the play, or for the PlayStation 5, popular community member Vati Vidya shared a video of a secret door that wasn't found in the original game. This door was locked at this point and no one knew how to unlock it. I really like reading that because it feels like old school game secrets, doesn't it? Absolutely. Mysterious door. Don't know how to open it. Doesn't give you any hints. You Just got to figure it out for yourself. I like that.
2: It's nice to have little secrets like that. It feels impossible in our current age, but yeah, it just makes you kind of giddy to not know what's going on.
0: No, that's absolutely right. That was the allure back in the day was like, you know, when I wanted to figure out how to beat Wind Waker, or get to the next part, I'd have to wait till the next day to go to school and ask my buddy Nate, like, okay, what do I do now? And then he tells me secrets. And you're like, oh my God. Now it's literally a game releases and 24 hours later, you can find anything you want about the game on the Internet.
1: Oh, yeah, basically. And I think it's really funny how the game came out on the 12th of November and it was like just a couple days ago that they found this. So like 10 to 15 days after its release, it was already unlocked.
0: And I mean, relatively speaking, that's a good amount of time for a mysterious door to just be looming over people's heads. But I digress. All right, so um, here is how you actually um, unlock the door. So here's how people figured it out. Here's how you unlock the door, and here's what's going to be inside. I will warn you, if you're currently playing Demon Souls, this is spoilers. So I will put in a little jump to this part of the podcast. You know how I feel about spoilers. One month in, and it's off the table, but we're all actually only talking about this after about two weeks after release. So... Alright, uh, Czar, we need a goofy sound for <laughs> like spoiler alert. What should we do?
1: I'll put in air horns and bells and whistles and make sure people know that if they don't want it spoiled, don't go forward.
0: All right, I like that. So, spoiler alert. <laughs> How to unlock the secret door in Demon Souls. All right, so fast forward to today and fans have finally managed to unlock the door. This happened for the first time in a live stream on Twitch which was hosted by Distortion2. The user managed to trade 30 ceramic coins to sparkly the crow to get a rusty key in exchange. First of all, I think it's very cool that the secret was unlocked by just some Twitch streamer in the middle of a Twitch stream. Could you imagine watching his Twitch stream and be like, oh my God, I'm one of the first people that get to actually figure out what the heck is behind the store. I don't know. I think that's cool. I bet that boosted his fan base quite a bit. Yeah, I think so. All right. So you'd find these ceramic coins. Now, apparently these ceramic coins are extremely hard to come by in the game. They're very easy to miss and they're very scarce. Um a map was made of all the people who have been playing demon Soul so far of where they actually have managed to find the coin so far and collectively fans put together their findings to create this cohesive map for distortion 2 to use apparently you only need 26 of the 30 coins he used um and i guess there's more ceramic coins than that but like i said they're so hard to come by easy to miss that it really is a challenge to find these coins But the reward for doing so is apparently incredibly worth it. So if you actually find the 26 coins and you get inside the door, what you find inside is a penetrators armor set, which looks stellar, has amazing stats and honestly is kind of a badge if you know, you didn't use the walkthrough to get these ceramic coins. Are you guys seeing this armor? I saw it and I was like, oh, Why does it look like Zach should be inside this armor?
1: (laughs) Thanks, JP. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know, I'm not going to lie. When I saw the screenshot of this armor, I was like, is that an advertisement for Elder Scrolls? Mm -hmm. This armor looks so badass. The best way I can describe it is it looks like Daedric armor from Elder Scrolls for Oblivion mixed in a badass combination with ebony armor from Elder Scrolls Skyrim.
0: That's a pretty cool description. I can get behind that. Oh, it's such cool armor. Yeah, so Demon Souls is already a tough enough game, and now they added the ceramic coin experience so that you can get this bitchin' armor, the picture of which I will add to the Twitter later so that you can find it. I mean, I'm glad that the secret came out, but I'm also glad that it actually managed to kind of stay mysterious for the first two weeks people were talking about the game, because like I said, things get on the internet so quickly, and things get spoiled so quickly too in the day and age that we live in that it's nice to have secrets. Do you guys think that there are Easter eggs in like games we used to play that literally have never been found? Props. Oh, absolutely.
1: I see a bunch of YouTube videos go up daily about a new surprise that they found in like Super Mario 60, 64 through data mining or like Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, just weird hidden Easter eggs that have been lost to the test of
0: time. Mario 64 was literally the game I was thinking of when I said that, because like there are so many little things that you miss playing that game for the first time. And then you would have to data mine the crap out of it to find every single secret, you know, not maybe not even if it's worth a star, but just like hints and nods and cool things that the developers do. It's I re- I, I just love it. I love it when they do that. It makes me happy. Oh, yeah.
1: And I love it when a remake comes in like this and, you know, it's not overly new, like it's not uh, make or break new game content in the game. But, you know, just a little hat tip to keep players immersed and really hyped about a remake of a game.
0: I think that's phenomenal that they add these kinds of secrets. I completely agree with you. And as far as the PlayStation Five launch has been concerned, besides Miles Morales, people have been loving Demon's Souls, so it was a great launch day title. All right, I think that's pretty much it for me. Um, to whoever's editing this, make sure you put a end of spoilers sound here. Make it like a cat meowing. I don't fucking know what you're <laughs> cat meowing. Got it. As an example, got it. Cats as a- cats. Fine, fine. Cats, cats, cats. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, what do we
2: have next? Well, we get to talk about the Doom Eternal news or lack thereof. Are you guys ready? For lack of news, I guess. Alright, so Doom Eternal has gone silent since um, you know, it was supposed to come out uh with a simultaneous release. They actually were like highlighting it when they announced Doom Eternal. They said you wouldn't have to wait for it on the Switch. Well, they lied. And I mean, obviously, the switch is a different system to develop for. But like, it was really nice to hear as a switch fan, like hearing you're not going to wait, you know, three months for a switch release. That's going to just be, you know, the sixty dollars game. That's the exact. That's a downgraded from the other versions. That's um, fair, <laughs> but it's that switch tax that people cry about, and there's a reason why they cry about it. Um, so since like doom eternal come out it's they've gone virtually silent on the nintendo switch so everyone's kind of getting a little like where's where's it at is it coming and then there were like news of fiscal orders earlier in the week getting canceled and people were like did the game get canceled like they were assuming the worst right and so here is a quote from their pr while doom eternal is 100 on track for an imminent Digital only release on Nintendo Switch. The absence of a physical release at retail resulted in canceled pre-orders. Affected customers will receive full refunds and should contact their preferred retailer for more information. Stay tuned for much more information coming later this month. Okay. So I think this is super weird. Obviously, right now the world's kind of just crazy. So maybe that's just why they're just trying since COVID's nuts. They're just going to do digital only and just move on.
0: That's part of it though, and like I see that you wrote this in the Zach here, or I see that you wrote this in the script here, Zach. That the situation is weird. But my question is, is it? I mean, take into consideration that right now Microsoft and Sony are both playing with digital-only editions of their consoles. Is it possible that Nintendo is seeing the trend and moving in the that direction as well? Not even
2: a little bit. This is totally Bethesda. And this
0: is their choice. Really?
1: I was going to say, but why? Like, if if your point rings true, JP, why would they cancel it? Like, cancel all physical pre-orders just out of nowhere? Like, this is really odd. But I see what
2: you're saying, JP. It's Definitely down the road. But, like, I just think right now, like, and why would Doom Eternal be the first one to do this? Um... And that was going to be
0: my own counterpoint to my point is, like, okay. For other games, that makes sense, like smaller indies. But a game like Doom Eternal, that's a triple A title. Yeah, that's a little fishy.
1: Do you think this has anything to do with the Microsoft Bethesda merger? Mm. Like, do you think maybe that they want to make this game more exclusive and maybe not let Nintendo have collector editions? Um, Which, I mean, I guess at this point in time, you could consider any physical copy a collector's edition because... We are moving towards digital and I'm just wondering if maybe they're saving those physical copies for Xbox and that's why
2: Nintendo is only getting digital. Um, I I guess that's possible. I mean, they're all disc and then, um, Nintendo's cartridge. So yeah, I didn't even think about the merger. So, I mean, that's kind of a, that's kind of a point. I just think it's more just COVID-19 is the worst thing. And so... And that's fully
1: possible. COVID could be delaying production, but, you know, it'd be a lot easier to get a digital
0: edition out just to satiate fans. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, like in the grand scheme of like being able to get like consoles out and things like the manufacturing process for a Nintendo Switch game, especially is not that complicated. Like, I don't know, something else has got to be going on here. I, I don't know. Maybe not. I could be totally wrong. They, like that could be exactly what's happening is just like, yeah, but it's still plastic and resources are still scarce right now. And we're trying to move forward, but who knows, who knows what's going on here. I just hope we actually get some
1: more information on this. Cause it's, it's really sparse and we've got a lot of speculation, but I mean, I'm really interested in this. I just want to know what's going on.
0: Zach, were you actually going to pick up doom eternal?
2: Uh, uh... Not
0: for 60 bucks. That's for sure. I was going to say, I know that you already are a big sales guy, but Doom Eternal doesn't really seem much like your cup of tea. Yeah, it's
2: really not. Um, I just know it's It's good series. It's like Portal. I know I'm missing out on something. I just don't have time for it. Um, but my final point, and I'm glad that you kind of brought it up, is that there is more information coming later this month. I imagine with this being digital only. This might be like a Nintendo Direct Shadow Drop announcement. Like, hey, like, we know you had to wait a while. Here it is. And so maybe that's why they didn't want to do a fiscal release. Um, they do have to talk about the Nintendo Switch Pro, which I have no doubt is going to be announced sooner than later. Um, there's a lot of rumors that coming out literally between January and March of next year. So, yeah, that's that's my little bold prediction um later this month i mean there's when this comes up there's like three days left in november so right maybe the maybe you guys will know more than i do it i
0: who knows man i it seriously is up in the air but the thing that the three of us have learned since starting this in february is that when rumors and speculation start going around especially when you get them from like a somewhat credible source more than uh more often than not there's like substance to those rumors you know how many rumors have we talked about that seem so far fetched this year that ended up being true, whether it be the super Mario all-stars collection or all three of the mass effects getting redone and then put into a collection. I mean, shit's wild, man. (laughs) Who knows what's going to happen next. And honestly, I mean like the pandemic has been terrible for a lot of people as far as well, everything as far as just living life normally, but somebody who's really profiting off of it is gaming companies. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, this is so, growing
1: their industry so much.
0: I know at least three people who bought a Nintendo Switch just because it was pandemic season. And what the hell else are they gonna do? That's fair. That's like all you can do. Exactly. All right, uh, Zach, anything else on Doom Eternal?
2: <coughs> Zach?
0: Maybe something's happening with the doggies. Oh, I did hear them barking a bit ago. Ah, well, we shall wait.
2: We will wait. Sorry, I was getting owned by a woodpecker. You guys ready for me? A woodpecker? Yeah, wait, hold
0: up. What? <laughs> woodpecker?
2: Yeah. I have like holes in my siding because there's this woodpecker that's just going ham.
1: Oh, <laughs> no. Poor woodpecker. If cartoons have taught me anything, do not pick a fight with that woodpecker. Yep, yep. True, true. Just get professional. <laughs> the coyote or
0: something. Uh, yeah, get yourself a coyote. With access to explosives. <laughs>
2: I think that all of that can be found in the (laughs) north. Yes. (laughs) All right. So I think we finished the Doom Eternal Oracle. You guys ready to do Big House Big Trouble? Let's go. Yeah. So what the heck is going on here?
0: Start from the top, because I literally don't know anything about this. Explain this to me if I'm stupid. And I know that's a stretch,
2: but... (laughs) So the... um... Next thing comes from a tweet from Big House. If you don't know, Big House is a competitive Melee tournament that's been going on for, I want to say at least 10 years plus. Like it's been going on for a decade, at least. Oh. And it's one of the bigger tournaments
1: in melee scene. Yeah, Big House is actually the longest running Smash Bros.
0: tournament host. Wow, how often are they hosting these events? Is it just annually? I think so. Maybe twice annually.
2: Hmm. Um, well now, sorry. Make me look that up. Big House, Smash, Melee. It's been since 2011. OK, Big House is the largest Super Smash Brothers event series in the fall. Since 2011, it's been a premier annual convention for Smash fans, not only in the Midwest, but across the world. Oh! Um, this year they were planning a online competition for both Melee and Ultimate, and it's open to fans of all skill levels. So it dates back all the way to 2011. So it's been a pretty long running thing. And I guess it's just because um, of COVID they went online. So they were planning to do it December 4th through 6th, but then Big House uh, tweeted this out. The Big House is heartbroken to share we've received a cease and desist from Nintendo of America Incorporated to cancel our upcoming online event. We were informed that we do not have permission to host or broadcast the event primarily due to the usage of Slippy. Slippy is an emulator they use to roll back the netcode so that you can play Melee online. Okay, I was like the frog from Star Fox.
1: <laughs> yeah, I looked in a little <laughs> bit more. We can, we can uh, go over what project Slippy is and uh, what rollback netcode is in a
0: bit. Okay. Okay.
2: Um, so, yeah. Sadly, all their competitions are affected, so including Ultimate, not just Melee. Um, and, yeah, they apologized to everyone affected. Um, I just think it's a big dick move. That's why I called it dick. Like, I mean, they have to protect their IP. No one's going to be able to steal Mario through this. But Czar, it sounds like you have some finer points to this. So please go ahead. Oh, yeah, this is a huge dick move. And as
1: a quote uh, from Nintendo, it says the issue. Oh, and I should mention that I uh, took a little bit of research off of NintendoLife.com by Liam Doolin. Okay. So thanks, Liam. Um, The issue Nintendo has with this year's event is the fact that it requires illegally copied versions of Super Smash Bros. Melee and would also make use of Slippy Online, rollback netcode allowing players to duke it out online. And um, so just for clarification, Project Slippy is a project that is not affiliated by any means with Nintendo at all. And it's been crowdfunded mainly for Super Smash Bros. Melee for the purpose purpose of providing reliable online services, along with new functions for streaming, like um, voting privileges, uh, editing privileges, anything you would have as basic tools on Twitch. Mm. And that brings us to Rollback Netcode, which is utilized by the Slippy program. This rollback netcode is a middleware known as GGPO, which incidentally stands for good game. Peace out. (laughs) Cool. So uh, rollback netcode is a middleware that essentially revives old games by implementing a new lag free online experience. It's called rollback because instead of waiting for a reaction command from the server, The middleware actually predicts frame by frame what the movement will be from the server. Huh. So like if you move your character forward, it's going to predict that you're going to move your character forward based off of your button pressing. And that's how it provides the reliable online service with minimal lag. Okay. 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 And yeah, so Nintendo does not like you messing with their games and their IPs. I mean, we found this out when we talked about Nintendo shutting down all of those emulator services because people were manipulating their games
0: and they don't like that. Okay, but I understand why they were upset about that. I understand that people were using source code to do things with their property that they shouldn't have been doing. But I mean, and you know what? To be completely honest, Nintendo is still sort of in the right with this of with what they're doing here. I'm just still mad at them for doing that. It's like, okay, it's not that you're wrong, Nintendo. It's that, you know, this is your property and you can do this. It's just like, can you cut us a fucking break in the middle of the pandemic? Oh, yeah,
1: because, well, there's nothing nefarious about this. This is a tournament that has been going on since 2011 and, you know, they have had no, no fallbacks, no pitfalls from doing these tournaments. And all of a sudden, Nintendo's like, hey, cut that out. We don't want you highlighting our games. It's it just it doesn't ugh. make much sense. And the article even goes on saying that Nintendo was forced with no other choice because they had um, contacted Big House directly, telling them that they need to make some changes and, um just really adhering to what Nintendo's guidelines are. And apparently Big House refused. So Nintendo is left with no other option other than to slap them with a cease and desist.
0: Look, I don't know piece by piece what was going on when Nintendo reached out to Big House like that. But if I know Nintendo the way I know Nintendo, some of the restrictions were probably outrageous. I don't know. It's just like I said, I understand that they're in the right legally doing what it is that they're doing. But morally, yeah, on a moral level, I'm like, you can go fuck yourself. Zach, you are an even bigger Smash fan than you are a Nintendo fan. You're probably feeling pretty conflicted about this. What are you feeling?
2: I really just think it's like you guys said, I think you summarized it greatly. It's just a dick move. I get why they're doing it, but come on. Um, I love the comments though. So that's how I'll get back to them. So they use enemy, inima- like, like Zara said, they use an emulator to stream Melee. And a lot of comments talk about how Nintendo's just jealous because it lags less than current online ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> they're a really good company when it comes to making IPs and making fun games, but they're terrible at interacting with their fans and providing anything either competitive for fear of alienating people who are less good at games are just letting people just stream their games because they fear they might lose out on profits, which for the most part is usually not the case. Um, it's free marketing. I don't know. I just wish Nintendo would get with the times, I guess. But what do I know? I run a podcast. They run a company. <laughs> You know, you bring an
1: interesting point up, though, because this Nintendo is even dangerous waters for like streamers and YouTubers. It's really weird to think about Nintendo having as much of a grasp on their IPs as Disney has, because like anytime you load into kingdom hearts they give you a big warning message about streaming and like how specifically you can stream kingdom hearts because disney doesn't like to share right and nintendo kind of mirrors that and just kind of puts a bad taste in my mouth
0: and zach by all means do not discount the fact that you're a podcaster and a fan of gaming because guess what We're the people who know what we want when it comes to how gaming companies interact with fans and what we want in games. You know, it's like it's really funny how these marketing, these huge marketing teams are trying so hard to figure out what it is that the fans want. But then Nintendo refuses to just ask. It's not that complicated. It's really not. So I don't know. Complicated situation. Lots of feels and this really sucks because i can tell that the big house was genuinely really upset by this i feel like they probably tried really really hard to save this event by you know organizing this and getting all of the people who usually play involved and then getting the emulator set up and all of this and i think the biggest reason why they're disappointed besides having the biggest smash tournament in the Midwest and possibly even the world come to a close. It's because of all the hard work that just went to waste with the fucking letter. Yeah. A
1: letter and a tweet,
0: a letter and a tweet. Ugh. Ugh. come on, Nintendo. You want to talk
2: more positive stuff with game releases? Yeah. Let's go to the positive.
0: Yeah. We really don't have a lot going on this week. Uh, czar, you haven't spoken much. Do you want to do the game releases this week?
1: Yeah, I can do the game releases. All right, so we're setting this up similarly to how we've been doing it for the past few episodes. So uh, the first, there's only one game coming out for December 2nd, and then we've got some more coming out the days following, but I will let you know when those dates come up. All right, so first off we have Sam and Max Save the World, remastered for the PC and Nintendo Switch on December 2nd. Now, these next games are coming out on December 3rd. First, we have Immortals, Phoenix Rising for the PC, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and Google Stadia. Yay, Stadia, woo! And the game is not coming out on December 3rd. You can pre-order it on December 3rd. Yay, pre-orders? Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, next we have Morbid, The Seven Acolytes for the PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Phoenix Point, Year One Edition comes to the PC. Shirin, The Wanderer, The Tower of Fortune, and The Dice of Fate for the PC. That's a mouthful. Yeah, that was a, that's a long title. <laughs> <laughs> Startup Panic comes to PC. Takio no Tatsujin Takio no Tashuzin. perfect yep that's what we're going with rhythmic adventure pack comes to nintendo switch
0: weebs <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right now these games are coming on december 4th we have commandos 2 hd remaster for the switch Dragon's Quest 11: uh, Echoes of the Elusive Age Definitive Edition comes to PC, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Next, we have FIFA 21 for the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Fitness Boxing 2: Rhythm and Exercise comes to the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds like
0: fun. I'm yeah. good at rhythm
1: games and beat 'em ups, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, John Wick Hex comes to the Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. I didn't know he had two games coming. (laughs) Me neither. Suzerain comes to the PC, and that is the last game for December 4th. So next, we have a few games coming on December 8th. We have Destiny 2 for the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Poyo poyo Tetris 2 for the Xbox Series oh, X, yeah. PlayStation 4, <laughs> Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Woo-hoo-hoo. Really like that poyo poyo, huh? That's where my
0: pre-order going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I never thought I'd say this name again, but snakes on a motherfucking plane comes to the PC and Nintendo. Snakes on a plane. Oh, it's Shakes on a Plane.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, you just ruined Zar's whole day. <laughs> you really did. <laughs> Shake, shakes on a
1: Plane. I wanted to make a Samuel L. Jackson reference, and it turns out to be milkshakes.
0: We all want to make Samuel L. Jackson quote Zar. What makes you special? Oh. <laughs>
1: Anywho, Shakes on a Plane comes to the PC and Nintendo Switch. Next, we have Temtem for the PlayStation 5. Temtem. And finally, on December 9th, we have Wood Salt for the PC and Nintendo Switch. Now, we do have a hype-up game this week, and it is the pre-order coming on December 3rd. Immortal Phoenix Rising.
2: All
0: right, all right. Give us the lowdown on this game. Well, you play as Phoenix,
1: who apparently is... I think this is like Greek mythology kind of thing. She's a winged demigod on a quest to save, yep, the Greek gods and their home from a dark curse. Take on mythological beasts, master the legendary powers of the gods, and defeat Typhon, the deadliest titan in Greek mythology, in an epic fight for the ages. And we've we've talked about this game a little bit, and it's kind of gotten the reputation the reputation as a Breath of the Wild clone. Yeah, that's, that's not necessarily a bad thing.
0: It's not that it's a bad thing to be called a Breath of the Wild clone. But the point that Zach and I were trying to make, because I remember that Zach was actually bringing this up. I don't remember how long ago it was that we first started talking about this. But after watching some of the gameplay trailer, it might have taken a little too much from Breath of the Wild. I don't know if you... If you really look at the trailer, I mean, it's like, okay, you can climb walls and it's open world. And then it's like, oh, there's a flight mechanic like Breath of the Wild. And oh, there's weapon inventory that looks a lot like Breath of the Wild. And oh, and you're just like, ah. Not only
1: that, but you can get the powers of the uh, powers like like Rivali's Gale, uh, Urbosa's Fury and stuff like that. And they are pretty much mirrored to what you would get in Breath of the Wild
0: interesting interesting stuff um that being said i'm pretty uh i'm pretty excited about it zach i see that you made a note that said kid icarus like fourth wall breaking narrations what do you mean by that
2: so uh zeus and poseidon are kind of like in your head and kind of telling you what to do and they kind of bicker back and forth and make funny jokes and i really enjoyed that in kid icarus and it seems to be kind of a theme in this game so i enjoy comedy so i like that part that's what i mean by that jp
0: you can't like comedy we're three very serious people this is a very serious podcast yeah yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> that's what we are
0: <laughs> okay on the reel though i am excited to see how this game pans out it looks the colors were amazing the art looks phenomenal um the trailer was a little i feel like a little misleading to how the game's actually gonna be because it was like A very epic, serious looking world with cool combat mechanics and just a beautiful art style and an engaging story. And then they were using some punk song. Do you remember that? So it just threw the whole trailer off. I don't know if you guys remember that.
1: Yeah, the music really didn't match with what was going on, but it was like a really big hype up that you would see for maybe like a party shooter game.
0: Yeah, like the trailer called for like, Grand orchestral masterpiece with towering drums and just booming. And instead, we got like, I don't know, the soundtrack from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2.
1: <laughs> it's not a bad soundtrack. <laughs>
0: that's, not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, <laughs> appropriate for Tony Hawk, not appropriate for Phoenix. But still, I'm excited to see how this game goes, and if it wasn't for the fact that I've only got one more game I can get for myself before the end of the year, I'd probably be picking this up. But JP, treat yourself. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, am that was very, hard. I am very susceptible to peer pressure. <laughs> <laughs> and while you're at it, borderlands? No, 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 <laughs> I was going for King Kai from DBZ, a bridge there where Goku's about to let Frieza live. No, no no no
2: don't dude. do it
0: and to be honest with you both I have already broken that rule yeah I bought miles Morales and I've been having a great fucking time <laughs> oh so good but now you can pre-order Phoenix rising on December 3rd and cyberpunk yeah
1: and cyberpunk whenever the <laughs> hell that comes out.
0: Okay, I am. I think December is good. I heard some tisking in the background. No, December is our date. <laughs> it's going to be and it's when we're going to have fun. All three of us. Yeah. Yeah, fun. Yeah,
1: or I'll turn this car around.
0: <laughs> you don't know how to drive. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think that's pretty much it. I think this is the record for like the shortest news week ever. Yeah,
1: could be. Last week was a little short, but I don't know. This one won't be too long. Somebody do something. (laughs) Do something crazy. Make more. (laughs) Just
0: poking these companies.
1: Ubisoft, where are you at? (laughs) Yeah, why didn't we talk
2: about you this week?
0: I'm actually kind of glad we didn't talk about Ubisoft this week. I needed some. I needed an Uber break from Ubisoft. Am I right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because they smell.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And give us money.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And where the hell's Lipton?
0: And where where is Lipton?
1: (laughs) Okay. JP, you wanna hype up for what we're doing on Saturday? Because we have a big event coming up. Well, we don't have a big event, but for gamers worldwide, there's a huge event.
0: Well said, Czar, well said. The game awards are available. Yes! Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. The game awards ceremony itself is happening December 10th, and voting is now open. So this Saturday on an episode of the Game Tea Podcast, the three of us are going to be category by category and voting. And we are very, very excited about it. We're excited to have you all there. We're excited to talk about our opinions. It's going to be epic. So yeah, you don't want to miss the next episode. It's going to be great. And remember, gamers,
1: these awards are not determined by critics or professionals. These are all determined by us, the players. So go out there and vote. And money.
0: And money. (laughs) And money. (laughs) And that is why you will choose Animal Crossing for every category, I swear to God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We will see you in the next episode. You just got your game tea. Bye. If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your Game Tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.